Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Hello there, and thank you for checking out the podcast. Coming up, it's Try It Out Tuesday. So we're going to try out Jollibee Spaghetti and Peach Mango Pie. Mmm. Emily Cablick is the author of a new book, Holding On to Hope. Her kids were abducted to Mexico by their dad. She has now written about this incredible story. Dave Daly is the owner of Wapusk Adventures up in Churchill. He's also the president of the Chamber up in Churchill. We'll talk to him about the first passenger train arriving in Churchill today. And Nikki Blundell from Earth Dog Terrier Rescue of Manitoba will tell us about Halo Houses. Please rate the podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast. And now, the podcast. And now it's time for Try It Out Tuesday. We got a winner. We got a winner! Oh, I am so excited. This special Try It Out Tuesday appearance by Loren McNabb from the start. You stuck around late to try out something very special. Well, I smelled something this morning. And I know. I, and I, it stuck in my mind. I thought, what are you doing today? You have a keen nose. I was in the newsroom. I brought it in Cam, and she said, what's that smell? <laughs> what's that smell? Like mango or something. Very close. We are going to try out today on Try It Out Tuesday uh, from Jollibee. Have any of you been to uh, Jollibee yet? I, I've been to Jollibee. I haven't had the spaghetti. I've just had the chicken. No, nope, okay. I've never Is been. the chicken any good? Because they claim their chicken's the best. Well, I, uh, it's. I, I wouldn't say it's the best, okay. but they have excellent skin. I think, like, but that's like the best part so of it's fried crunchy, chicken. Eh? Yeah, yeah. They crispy. got they got really good chicken skin. Isn't I'll that the whole that. reason to have the chicken? Skin yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So totally. if the skin's good. Mm-hmm. You've got it made. Yeah. So this is their spaghetti, which is I like spaghetti. And it actually, well, Loren, you explain what you see in front of you. By the way, we're having dessert today as well. This is one of their mango peach pies. Aha, so there I was close. That's the mango you smelled. I smelled the mango, but then then you said it was spaghetti we were having for lunch, yeah. and I thought it was mango spaghetti. No. So we have like normal noodles, spaghetti noodles, yeah. and it looks like just a typical red sauce. Yeah. And then meat. Looks but like this is cheese or something on there. There's like melted <laughs> cheese. There's carrots, I think. Yes. Is this a carrot? Nope, that's a hot dog. See, now that's what I've heard about this, is that there's actually cut up hot dog in this. And Jollibee is also well known for their hot dogs. Just plain, ordinary hot dogs. Oh, wow. Hmm. So So should we try? (laughs) Should we try some? This is like the classic when you don't have anything else in like uh, for meat. You know what I mean? You throw some hot dogs into the spaghetti. See, I love this. This Make sure you get a hot dog chunk in there, though. I think that's the key. Maybe. I don't know. I'm curious to know what Lorenz going to think of this because this strikes me as kind of a guy dish. Hmm. The flavor of the sauce is really good. It's sweet. Mm. Yeah, it is sweet. You're not even just going in for a second bite right now. He's not even hesitating. Well, I didn't. I'm using a spoon. Let me so just trying the hot dog. You have to have it with the hot dog. I am. Um, seems just to be a plain hot dog. I think this is fine. It is very sweet. It's sweeter than I would normally say I want my spaghetti sauce. I like salt, you know, a little bit more salt and cheesy. I think there might be two types of, uh, there's a hot dog and then something a little more dense, but it appears to be meat too. That's like a Filipino sausage. I think it's ham. No? Yeah, maybe it is ham. Mm -hmm. That's not bad. I don't mind I would order that. Yeah. My kids would love that. I actually like this. Like, Mm -hmm. I actually think this is actually really good. Now, it it looked appetizing, because we're on radio, so Mm -hmm. we can explain it. It looked appetizing. Pretty good taste. Not spicy at all. Sweet. Might Mm -hmm. be on the sweet side for some people. And I think it was $5.99. 
for that particular item. The funny part about this is when you told me we were having spaghetti mm. with the hot dog, my immediate reaction was, oh, no. I know. Can somebody else stick around and try this? <laughs> Just because I like, I don't like the look of a yeah. cut up hot dog on anything. Quite like Not since I was 10. Yeah. My wife gives me a hard time because I do like cutting up hot dog in KD once in a while. Well, you got to go back to the old yeah. stuff every once in a while. But I don't like the, but the, I was kind of turned off by the idea of the hot dog, but I don't mind this at all. I would, uh, should I'm we like do out of 10? I'll give that an eight. You know, for I'm, a fast food? I, I might go even a little higher than that, Hal. Really? I'll go 8.3. Wow. So yeah. I'm going to go a 7. 7. 7. Okay. I, I figured maybe the female on the panel might not like it as but much. I would I would get that. Like That's a my, great one for your kids, My kids though, would I, love that they, yeah. because it's got that. They love hot dogs. They love pasta. It's a bit sweeter. Yeah. doesn't All right, have as much we, garlic. Should we try dessert here? Mm. Yes. Sorry, I I'm, I cheaped out and I only got one of everything, <laughs> so we got to share. Wow, so this mean. apparently is another uh, item they're well known for at Jolly Bee. It's the peach mango pie. It's kind of like a McDonald's apple pie. That's what it looks mm-hmm. like, yeah. That's, That's good. pretty good. That's not pretty good. good, yeah. That's really good. I have not tried out Jolly Bee until today, and I'm now seeing why it was lined up for so long after yeah. it first opened over here in the Polo Park area. See, now this tastes like a little bit more... It's a fast food pastry, yeah. but it doesn't taste fast foody. Is what I'm trying to say. That's like the true, pastry yeah. tastes like a little bit more. Yeah, the filling's really nice. Now that I thought that was expensive at two ninety nine. What would be like? I don't know. It's not much for two ninety nine. No, right? I'm when just trying to figure, figure out I what paid... you get for those like McDonald's ones or Burger well, King. I think they're well, a couple could, bucks, maybe or even you get less. Like, you might get like two for like a buck twenty five yeah. or something. Okay, so you paid. Five ninety nine for the spaghetti, which for what you get, and, and I think that's a fairly good deal. I'm going back to the spaghetti right but, now. But uh, I don't know. I thought that was a little pricey, but it's not bad. I would give, I'm more of a, I'll give that a six and a half out of ten. So now you're taking price point into, into it, you're well, factoring think, it in. I think price and how appetizing it looks and then in the end what it tastes like. Yeah, so I'll, that's not, I'm not as sold on that as, as the spaghetti. Yeah, you, know, you know what, it's flaky, the flavor's nice, it's not too sweet. Um, you can taste the mango and stuff like that in there. Uh, I'd go, uh, you, you said a, a, a 6.5? Yeah. I'd go, I'd go 7.6. Uh, 7. <laughs> Oh. You and your stupid. I like the point six. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna give this. An, I'm gonna give that an eight. I feel like that. Like I don't do a lot of dessert, but I felt like that tasted like more hmm. authentic. I don't know if even that's eight. even the word, right word. All right. Well, I lowered the score a little bit just based on price. Yeah. Because I'm cheap. But if you think about all in house, so this is like a ten dollar little. It was meal nine. Yeah, it was nine something total. Yeah. And no drink though. No drink. I didn't get a drink. No. No, we know what we know what Pepsi tastes like. Although maybe they have, like a, we don't yeah. know, like a like a tea or that's I don't a good know. that's a good point. I have a feeling that Try It Out Tuesday at some point we'll be going back to Jolly because there's the hot dog mm-hmm. which they're very the uh, famous chicken? for. The chicken, I think we have to try. There's a lot of unique items at Jolly Bee. Well, but the spaghetti's good. Well, the next time you bring it in, just don't tell me again, and I'll okay. see if I can sniff that one out. All right. <laughs> Lauren, thank you very much. Thank you. I thanks just had for lunch. being a part of Try It Out Tuesday. <laughs> and excited. thanks for sticking around. I appreciate it. Al Anderson. Al Anderson. CJOB. Joining us in studio right now to talk about her new book, Holding On to Hope, Emily Cablick. Emily, nice to meet you. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Yeah. Um, this book, I mean, everybody knows the story. Your, your children were abducted to Mexico by their dad, your ex husband. 
Um, that's almost a decade ago, eh? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was a huge story. I mean, everybody will will remember the story. Your son and your your daughter, uh, Dominic and uh, Abby. Abby, right? Yeah. yeah. And I can't believe that Dominic is almost an adult now. I know it's crazy. Yeah, the time has gone uh, very quickly. Uh, I didn't even realize that it's been quite so long. But they've been with me now for six years, so yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's been it's been good. How are they doing? We'll get to you in the book in a moment here, but how are they doing? They're doing really well. They're Good. they're doing amazing, actually. Um, yeah. So my daughter, she's she's been working on continuing being an honor student, and she wants to go to university, and she's not quite sure what she wants to do, but I know she wants to help people. So yeah. isn't that great? It's amazing. And my son found a love in cars, and so he wants to be a mechanic, and he's enjoying that, yeah. That's fantastic. You know, this story uh, had a a happy ending. Yes. Uh, It Often these stories, and and certainly for a long time, it wasn't looking like it was going to have a happy ending. Did you ever, you talk about the the book Holding On to Hope. Did you ever lose hope? Um, I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm... Yeah, I did. It was hard. It it was very hard. Um, just never knowing. And then you'd go, you know, I'd go so long without hearing anything about it, without feeling a connection to the case to my my kids at all. Mm-hmm. And, and it was hard because then you think, well, is this just going to be my life? Is this the way things are going to be? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, because uh, I mean, did you did you feel they were safe while they were away from you, or you you were really worried for their safety? I was very worried, um, and and I was worried that the older that they would get, the worse things would get. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, they didn't tell me a lot of stuff until later on, and and I think my son had it the worst. Um, and, you know, it's nice to see them happy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nice to see you with a big <laughs> smile on your face, you Thank know? Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was writing the book therapeutic for you. It must have been, eh? Uh, in, in some ways it was. In other ways it was very hard because I ended up, you know, remembering stuff I had kind of buried and sometimes wish I could have kept buried. Yeah. Um, but I think it's always good to to kind of face everything, too. Mm-hmm. And you've said uh, with the book launch, you've said that you're you wrote the book and and you're talking about this now because you want to help others. That's right. And yeah. and it is a story. Maybe the details aren't exactly the same, but it's a common story, right? We we hear of this sort of thing a lot. Yes, and and for me, I think the the biggest thing um, wanting to help women who are in abusive situations, uh, domestic violence is is a huge problem. Um, Violence against women is a huge problem. And I'm actually taking part with um, uh, Minister Rochelle Squires has invited me to take part on December 6th for the national. Oh, I'm going to mess this up. So I actually pulled it up so I can remember the name is quite long. The National Day of Remembrance and Action on Violence Against Women. So, yeah, you'd think they could shorten that up right. a bit, eh? But, uh, but that's very cool. And, of course, she just recently came out with her story, right? And yes. And told everybody about what she has been through. Yes. And, and while the focus of your story was about your kids and getting your kids back, you uh, were abused for a long time in that relationship. That's right, yeah. And, and that was the one thing about the book, that even though it did focus on the abduction, 
um, I wanted to write about everything I had gone through so that people really understood all of it. And and I think, you know, there is a lot of parents that um, I had a few parents reach out to me uh, regarding parental abduction and their fears. And I think one of the biggest things even um, Detective Shauna Neufeld had reminded me that my case was strictly um, criminal. It wasn't anything to do with the Hague Convention. And I think that was even confusing for me because I didn't understand the difference. And um, with the Hague Convention, there are still, they say that parents still have rights and you can still fight through the courts for your kids, even though the other parent is in another country. Mm -hmm. I think there's a very loose interpretation to rights when your kids are in another country and they're letting them be there anyways. Um, but mine was a strictly criminal case. And so when he was found, he was arrested right away. Mm-hmm. And obviously, um, listen, you want to sell books. That's not the, I, I know that's <laughs> not the, you, you want to tell your story and you want to help yeah. others. Yeah. And and we want people to buy the book because I have not had a chance to read it, but I hear it's a wonderful read. And you know who told me that is Barbara Bowes. And, <laughs> yes. and I know maybe we should give Barbara Bowes some credit here because she sort of encouraged you to write this. Hey. She's been amazing. She has, she has been wonderful. Uh, she, she got me going on it mm. and she was there every step of the way and, you know, she's been she's been a wonderful support. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, we want people to get the book and read the book and 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 uh, and and learn from your experience. But w- what are some things that come to the top of your mind for somebody out there listening right now that may be in a relationship where you know they're seeing some of the same stuff you saw, or they worry about their children being taken by uh, the other uh, person in the relationship. I think if you are being abused, no matter what, you have to stand up for yourself. You have to find help and you have to leave. And that can seem like the scariest thing in the world because you're so used to where you are. You're so used to hiding it. You're so used to, you know, telling everybody everything's okay and just pretending like it is and it's not. And I think my biggest fear was having my kids grow up in that situation and I didn't want them to. Um when I went to court for custody, I think my my biggest mistake was not pressing charges against my ex for what he did to me. And I think because of that, it gave him the opportunity to abduct my children because I think the courts are like, if if you're really that afraid of him, if he really did do those things to you, why aren't you holding him accountable? But on the other hand, I had somebody tell me that I shouldn't press charges because it would look bad in court because I was going for custody and it would look like I was just... right. But it's not fair. And I think if, you know, women need to be taken seriously when they're coming forward because it is not an easy thing to do. It's not an easy process to go through um, to talk about every sordid, dirty detail that you've gone through. It's terrifying. And any woman that has the courage enough to do that, they need to have the support. They need to be believed. They need to have people understand that, you know, she's being brave just saying that it happened to her. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, congratulations on having the courage to write the book. Thank you. Thank you for coming in and telling us about it. I wish you nothing but the best with it. I know it's available at McNally Robinson. You're saying it's going to be available on Amazon in the next day or two, right? Um, By Sunday. 
Okay. By Sunday is my day to get it up there. So, Excellent. yes. <laughs> okay. And the book is called Holding On to Hope. Emily Cablick is the author, C-A-B-L-E-K. Uh, best of luck uh, helping the minister. And uh, I really, uh, you know, happy to hear the kids are great. Thank you. And I'm so happy that this has had a happy ending. And, and again, I think it's wonderful that you're helping others. Yeah. No, thank you very much. And thank you for having me here. Yeah. Thank you, Emily. <laughs> Dave Daly, he owns Wapusk Adventures up there, and he is also the president of the Chamber of Commerce in Churchill. How was it when that train rolled in? Well, the town was pretty excited. I'll bet. Yeah, it's been a long time coming, eh? Well, it's going to reconnect a lot of families that uh, haven't seen each other for over a year and a half, and, you know, Christmas is coming, and it's a special time of year, so... It, uh, you know, it's made it a really special day in Churchill. You know, I hadn't thought about that, but sure, that makes sense, right? A lot of family members wouldn't have seen each other. No, it's a lot of grandparents. I know that there's a, a lot of people traveling on the train today that haven't seen their grandchildren or their nieces or nephews or uncles or anything in a year, over over a year and a half. So it's pretty exciting to watch Facebook as everyone was mounting the, the train or getting on the train on the way back. Uh, pretty excited to see their families. You're the head of the chamber up there, and you're a business owner. What does it mean for the business sector up in Churchill? Well, let's hope that, uh, you know, like uh, as quickly as it can, that everything returns to normal. Like, hopefully the prices in the stores go down, the price of fuel will go down. Hopefully Canada Post will go back to to uh, an affordable way to mail packages back to, uh, you know, ground transport. Right. Instead of everything coming by air. Um you know, Churchill's lost a lot over the last year and a half, even from uh, companies that did free shipping, canceled their free shipping policies to Churchill because the postal was too high. So let's hope everybody gets on board and and everything uh, gets back to affordable and the jobs come back to uh, to our town and that, uh, you know, um, the economy starts to boom again. I think what maybe excites me as an outsider, somebody in Winnipeg looking in, is that there seems now to be a plan to take Churchill to a different level, right? To to really take your community and make something of it. Well, I think with uh, Fairfax and AGT involved in the consortium that now owns the rail line, I think that, you know, there really would not be there if they didn't see a use for this, uh, you know, deep sea port on the edge of the Arctic here. So mm-hmm. I, I, I know that that's going to bring a lot of jobs back to the community. Maybe uh, when we have this rail line um, reliable again, a lot of the uh, northern eight northern communities north of us will start to resupply out of Manitoba again if the prices uh, are reasonable to ship product through Turtle again to get get on the ships to go to their communities and maybe the province of Manitoba will be able to get a lot of that economic uh, stability back within our province, millions and millions of dollars um, in resupply. Um, let's hope that the northern stores and and, and uh, the co-ops and, and all that stuff in these eight northern communities see Churchill as a resupply to ship their products through our airport here on a reliable rail line and it'll be cheaper for them to get their products to their communities and bring some jobs back to the airport here in Churchill. So we're pretty excited about the economic boom, not to mention tourism that, you know, our, we, we've lost a lot of tourism through accessibility um, with losing the rail line. And, and we have great hopes that we're going to have a real booming summer coming up to uh, try to gain some of the losses that these businesses in Churchill have incurred over the last couple of years. So um, we're very, really excited and, and really looking forward to to a, a up 
swing in our economy. Yeah, I don't want to end on a negative note, but you mentioned the losses. Have you sat down with a pen and paper and figured out what all this has cost you, your business, Dave? You know, I, that, that would be pretty scary to do. Um, that. You know, all, all we were doing was trying to survive and, 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 and mitigate our losses mm-hmm. in Churchill as businesses. Like, everyone lost money over the last couple of years. So the ones, you know, that we remain strong. We supported each other. Um, you know, we, we live in an awesome community that, um, you know, banded together to help each other. You know, um, in my business, if uh, if other dogs, dog uh, companies ran out of uh, uh, dog food, we were sharing amongst ourselves and stuff yeah. like that, trying to get each other through these hard times. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it worked. We're all still viable and we're all still there. So now it's just about, um, you know, getting back to normal. Dave, I'm happy for you and everybody up in Churchill and that whole part of the province because it's not just Churchill, it's that whole area and it's a it's a great day and you guys have uh, really weathered a storm. Yeah, well, it was a long, hard-fought battle and, um, you know, uh, we persevered as a community and and um, all the Bayline communities have persevered and banded together. This is a historic uh, moment in uh in the north here in Manitoba, and I think that it's going to get stronger and stronger. Thanks for taking a few minutes with me, Dave. Have a great day today. Nikki Blundell joins us on the phone. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Hal. Hi, thank you very much for doing this. I appreciate it. It's great to be here. Earth Dog Terrier Rescue of Manitoba. You're doing something again this year. I loved this idea last year when I heard about it, and I'm glad you're doing it again. Tell us about it. Well, what we're doing is part of the Reason Initiative um, of EarthDog, which is a very simple acronym which stands for Resources, Education and Spay and Neuter. Um, and with that, we are introducing the Halo House. Um, a Halo House is a dog house that um, is being donated in the memory of a loved one or a beloved pet who has passed away. Um, their names get memorialized on a plaque that's attached to the house and it's given to a dog in a northern community who may not otherwise have adequate shelter for the horrible winters that you know we get uh, in Manitoba. Yeah, no kidding. And when we talked about this last year, I know a lot of my listeners did it and gave these halo houses as a gift to somebody. You know that person that's really hard to buy for, but you know they're a dog lover? You get them a halo house. Yes, and if they do that, um, what they get in return is that we will all we will send out a Christmas card. We will send out a gift to the person that's um, to to show them what they've given. So if you buy it on behalf of somebody else, which is a great opportunity, I'm always struggling to buy for that person that has everything. And what else can you get them? Um, if you purchase that. We will send a gift uh, to them, showing them what they've per- what you've purchased on their behalf. So they will receive something. They won't receive obviously the house, and that will be yeah. taken up um, in the in in the winter time. We're going up in in January to one of the um, one of the northern communities, and and that's where we will be putting those houses in. So you're saving a dog. Yeah, and how badly are these houses needed up north in communities like Ebb and Flow and Crane River and Nelson House? How badly are they needed? They are so badly needed. I don't think it's given um, enough notice about how these northern communities are suffering and how these dogs are suffering in them. Um, this year alone, we've put in 230 dog houses in northern communities. Wow. And we would need, we're being asked by so many of the, of the communities that, please, can you come back? We need more, we need more, we need more. Um, our goal next year is to get in more than the 230. We're trying to aim for 250 next year. We have fantastic people that are helping us do that. Zach Munn houses from Brandon are making them for us too. Um, 
to donate. So, I mean, we're doing great things with people around the community, um, but we just are trying to get as many um, dogs in shelter for the winter. Let them survive. Let them have a life. I love the idea. I think people listening, if they didn't hear about this last year, and I know a lot of people did because a lot of houses were bought by my listeners last year. So if they see uh, this now and they want to get involved, how, what's the cost on the Halo House? Okay, the Halo House is a cost of $50. Um, It's actually about what it costs to build. Um, They're insulated dog houses. Um, How you can contact us is we have an email address, which is halohousesmb at gmail.com. Please email us on that. You can go on Facebook um, to Earth Dog Reason Initiative's um, Facebook page. Um, They are... um, uh, there's Earth Dog Terrier Rescue of Manitoba as well. On there, there is a link. There is a um, part of that that will show you how it's done. Um, I, if you're willing, Hal, I can send you the link and send you the information. So if the listeners want to go on to CJOB, maybe that's something that you'll help us with. Yeah, and they can always get a hold of me during the show, 204-780-6868. They can text or call that number. They can leave you a message on the talk line, 774-TALK, or email me, easy address, hal at cjob.com. And obviously, anybody that gets a hold of me, I will pass on to you. That's fantastic. So that's what I'll do is I'll send you that information. You can just pass them on to me. That would be wonderful to to do what we can. Let's try and save as many dogs as we can this winter. Absolutely. Before I let you go, Nikki, I hear the accent. Where are you from? (laughs) Yes, I'm originally from England. We moved out here about 11 years ago with my family. Oh, wow. Uh, 11 years ago, and you've still got a pretty good British accent. Yes, I do. Don't lose it. I've tried to keep it. (laughs) Good. Don't lose it. I love it. Nikki, thanks a lot for this. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, that is Nikki Blundell, Earth Dog Terrier Rescue of Manitoba. Usually I deal with Tracy over at Earth Dog, but it was nice chatting with Nikki, and those halo houses are a great idea. So if you're looking for somebody who loves dogs and you love dogs, get a halo house and uh, make a difference. Those dogs up north could use the help, and it's a great deal, I think, at 50 bucks, right, if you're looking for a cool, unique gift idea. All right, quickly, apparently I've got somebody on the horn here, somebody on the phone at 204-780-6868 with an animal story. Yes, hello. There's a goose, and we're in Portage La Prairie. Yeah. And uh, for National Wildlife Rehabilitation, I think there was one of those in today, uh, this goose is, there's been a lonely goose left out there, and I think people have been trying to get it, and we just, my sister and I just saw it. And uh, so, yeah, he's out by the culvert. So if there's (laughs) anyone out there listening that wants to, try and save that goose just west of the island park bridge all right so it is world wildlife conservation day but what's the deal with this goose out in portage it's it's not well it needs help or what oh yeah you know like there's always a lonely one left behind right and uh maybe it's just a loner maybe the goose wants to be left alone no (laughs) not when it's going to be minus what tomorrow 20 what well yeah i guess yeah i Uh, yeah and we're huge animal lovers here right People love their geese. There's tons of them here in this poor thing. We don't want them to become eagle food. Right, yeah. Okay, well, we'll put it out there. Maybe somebody out there is uh, in your area out in Portage and they want to help out. Uh, Thanks, Derek. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Hal Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.